I think there's two types of engineers. There's one engineer that will just like press record. Yeah, yeah. Press delete. Or there's a guy that's like hands on that like, no, I think you should do this. Or like, I think you should add this. Um, and I like to be like that. You want to be hands on. I think because yeah, yeah. like you as well, like, you know, because we come from production, we can be like, oh no, I think you should use this part of the beat for the verse instead. That's yeah. what I do a lot of the time. Like the beat will come and then some producers just obviously have it a set way, but the artist has written it a different way. And yeah. like, say the busiest part of the beat, the artist will use that as like a verse. And I'm like, nah, bro, why don't you try this bit? Got and it. I always, I'm always like, try it. And if you don't like it, we'll just put it back. And then like nine times out of 10, they're like, oh yeah, shit, that makes sense. Yo, what's good people? It's Jay Cactus and we're back again with episode 24 of Cactus Convos now. In today's episode, I've got one of my personal boys with me. He's a sick producer, an engineer. He's worked with some of the best in the UK like AJ Tracy, Chip, Wiley, JK, just to name a few. And he goes by Prince Baza. Baza, what's good, man? What are you saying, brother? Thank you for having me, man. I'm all good, man. Thank you for, for taking the time to come on. I know we've been trying to organize this for a while now. I think you were the hey, first just... person that asked to jump on it. Like years back <laughs> before I even started it. Yeah, yeah, I know. We've just been both busy, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. Well, how's everything been going though? Yeah, good, man. Good, good. Um, so yeah, I've been doing more just engineering work at the minute. Um, just catching up with, with Christmas. Obviously, I've had a little Christmas break, just getting into the swing of things again. Yeah. It looks like you've been going crazy these past few months, though. You're collecting plaques like Pokemon cards, bro. <laughs> <I'm trying. laughs> every, every new picture is a picture with a plaque. Oh god! Yeah, everyone have they have they come about? They're just from um, well, some of them are production ones. Yeah, Um, just people that I've actually produced for, like Mowgli, for example. I did um, his daily doppy that was just gone. Yeah, Um, and then some of them are more like engineering, but more like a more like a P Diddy production. You know, where you just add your bit, but you not actually made the beat. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just some artists, some local artists that I work with. They're doing really well. A kid called Idx. He's only fifteen. Yeah. Um, oh man, he's just doing some crazy numbers. He's Is that the like, ten million streams one you got? Ten mil. Um, I mean, I think he's touching. He's close to twenty mil now. So like, he's now did. Yeah, crazy. yeah. He, and um, he's, that's just one song. That's his first song. His first real um, like yeah. main single that he put out. Um, and is that another... that's one that you've mixed, right? But you did some yeah, like yeah. behind the scenes kind of producing as well. Yeah. So like, when I say production, it's more like um, the producer will send the beat, and then I'll just like either like change the order or like you know just do stuff like low oh, pass yeah. or high yeah. pass or you know i can't explain it i've i've now i've started engineering i realized that you are still producing you're just producing in like a different way if that makes yeah, sense yeah 100 it's like you're kind of orchestrating it as well yeah 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 you're there your job is to like orchestrate the whole song in it really yeah definitely that's sick though how old's he i didn't know he's, he was so um, young yeah bro he's 15 man like he made 15. that song he made that last summer Jeez. in the school holidays. Like I always say to him, it must have been sick. Made in the school holidays. Yeah. Imagine going back to school and like, <laughs> you've oh, got like man. 10 mil on your track. And like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, everyone's that, loving his... him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was saying like, be walking down corridors and everyone was like, turning around and stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but now he's done well. Was he working for a while? Obviously, he can't be working for, for that long to say he's only 15. But before he put that track out, had he uploaded many others? Um. To be fair, I think he recorded quite a few, but he hadn't really put any out. Yeah. Um, so that was his first one. To be fair, bro, what he did was he put um, a clip of, of it, of like when he was making it on TikTok. Oh, yeah. 
and then that just got some mad traction. And his TikTok got like, oh, when he showed it me to begin with, it was like 250k. What? Um, yes, and then like now I think it's like half a mil. But like because he saw the traction, he was like, you know what, I'm gonna try this song and see how it goes. And oh, so that was out. before he even released the track. He just put a snippet out. Yeah, yeah, which was a sick idea. And it was just like a little yeah, studio definitely. clip of like you know how it's getting made and whatever. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, everyone from TikTok just followed over. So just blew That's up from that. It's the power of TikTok. I don't use TikTok enough. Like I have an account I upload sometimes, but I need to use it more, man. I've heard so many stories about people blowing up on TikTok. It's crazy. I know, same. I love like watching other producers, you know, when they do like, yeah, like they'll just sample like EastEnders and just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just like, yo, why didn't I do that? I can do that, but. Definitely. It seems like that's the wave it. right now. Yeah. You know what's, what's blowing up at the moment? I don't know if you've heard it, but me and Westy did a remix to that Talking to the Moon. I think the original was Bruno Mars, but we sampled a different version. Um, and we, I don't, I don't put it on TikTok or anything, but it's on YouTube. It was getting some good views on there, but there's a different version on TikTok now blowing up. I don't know if it was made before me, but I'm only hearing it now. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm like, shit, why didn't I just upload that, man? <laughs> I've seen everyone dance to it and everything. It's no, crazy. it's doing well. I, I've seen, well, a lot of people that are coming to the studio now, like I'm hearing just like some mad samples. Someone came the other day, like someone sampled a uh, Still Dre and turned it into a drill beat. Oh, that's hard. And they jumped on that. Yeah, it's sick. And like, you know, the Kanye West, uh, Blood on the Leaves. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, someone like vocal that and it was just like, yo, this is sick. It's just like anything and they'll turn it into like a drill format. Yeah, just sample drill is definitely the wave right now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Central C, just put that tune out, Retail Therapy. Have you heard that? Hard, so hard. What's the, I forgot what the original sample is, but that's been used in a, in a lot of tracks, like a Kanye West one. Kanye. Um, and I forgot what else it was, but it's definitely the wave right now. Everyone's just flipping everything into drill. A lot of, what else is popular? Um, you know the Sleepy Hollow type beats? The lo-fi like drill beats. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know what I realised when I've been at studio, like all, all, all like, you know when we were at school, we kind of know straight away what's in, right? Yeah. And because I'm working with like younger kids, they're showing me like, yo, this is in now. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then like <laughs> a couple of weeks, it's like, yo, everyone's doing the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's becoming popular. Like, like lo-fi drill beats. So somebody might sample like, I don't know, Ellie Goldin. Right, and just turn okay. it into a drill. You know what I'm saying? Find like an emotional bit and then turn it into a drill track, which is sick. Yeah, really. that makes sense. I bet that's that's handy having like youngsters coming into the studio just for that exact reason. Because when you get a bit older, it's like you're in the loop, but you're kind of out of the loop. You know what I mean? Like you, you're obviously yeah. in the loop because you're like listening to music and keeping up to date with things, but you don't really know what's cool to kids. You get me? Yeah. Until they actually tell you. So I, know, I, I don't bet that's handy be to like... have. Yeah, I'm not trying to be no dinosaur, like, or, yeah. you know, like some olders get angry at, like, some of the youngsters, like, oh, yeah, man, yeah. you're not meant to do that. I'm not, I don't want to be that guy. I want to keep up with what's going on. Yeah, And then still, still do our bit, you know what I mean? I have to keep an open mind, really. I mean, it's younger people that decide what's cool or not, because old people aren't cool, are they? Let's face it, it's like younger kids. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, they move it. They, they, they do move the culture, man, I think. Yeah, 100%. You know what, though? I've never even asked you how you got into producing. I think you've told me, like, how long you've been producing for, but you've never told me the full story about how you got into it, like, how you got your first copy of FL, like, who introduced you to everything. So where did it even all begin? Um, well, probably in school, brother. Yeah, probably, I would have been, like, year nine, I guess. And then um, I actually wanted to be a DJ, man, back then. Yeah. Um, and back then, it wasn't, like, obviously, like, USB it. It was, like, CDs only, so it started. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just, yeah, just after vinyls with CDs, but um, the equipment was, like, so expensive. And, like, year nine, I, I ain't got, like, 600, 700 quid to, to invest in that. Um, yeah, of course. But then my boy was like, all right, 
you might like this, which is quite similar as production. Show me FL Studio, obviously cracked. Like everyone gets <laughs> cracked. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, yo, this is actually sick. So it's like, it was kind of like DJing, but not, but um, I just liked how you had more control of how yeah. everything's getting made. You know what I mean? Um, but back then I was struggling, bro. Like it was like pots and pans just being bashed. That's what it sounded like. It was just like, I was just like, the stock I'm... sounds, no drum kits, no nothing. Yeah. And um, I don't know, but I was like, over time you realize actually now actually i'm getting better so i'll stick at it yeah and then i've just never let it go so i've just done that like throughout college went obviously went uni with you yeah um yeah. St- stuck out of uni i just enjoyed it bro that's more the more the main thing i just enjoyed making music in it so it didn't bother me how long it took or whatever yeah definitely just doing it for the passion yeah yeah for sure so when when you started making music started producing i'm guessing it was probably like grime that was popping then wasn't it uh or was this yeah, like man. before grime yeah, no, this, no, you're probably right, brother. It's like, uh, what would it have been? It was one like Wiley made, like Igloo. Do you remember that beat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of, and like, uh, what do you call it? And them kind of songs. Yeah, yeah. I listened but to while like, back then. Yeah, so that's like, what? Oh, well, I, I think I, I would have started 2006, six seven, But yeah. like, it was annoying because my beats were like pots and pans. And then their beats were like that. And I was like, <laughs> how, the, how, how have they got it sounding like that? Um but yeah, grime was a thing for a while, wasn't it? Like 2006 yeah, to like 2011, that was my thing. Is that what you started sure. making then? Yeah. Like, yeah, is that yeah. What the, the genre you started with, yeah? And it's also more about, because everyone around me was making grime, innit? So all my mates were right. either grime spitters or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. That was like the cool thing, wasn't it, for the bit? Yeah, 100%. And now it's a whole new thing now. <laughs> drill's like, well, everyone says drill's basically the new grime, isn't it? Yeah. It is for the UK, but... I don't know. I feel like drill's different because drill's worldwide right now. Like drill, I mean, grime never really touched the states or just different countries. It was always a UK thing, wasn't it? No one else was trying to do grime. No, but then I think is that because is that because like YouTube and the internet weren't popping as much as it is now? Yeah, or is that maybe just because you know what I'm saying like, or is it just because I don't know? But I like what I the Americans so. do with, with Joe. Yeah, because I feel like I don't know. The UK was just never popping like worldwide for music was it but you might be right now that we've got all these social media platforms other people can just see things instantly can't they whereas like you know when you were young and you were listening to radio and stuff it was always just watching like music video channels apart from channel u it was always us yeah. stuff there was never a big like uk rap artist was there a worldwide nah. uk rap artist nah nah it was never I a like thing this- first one for me was like yeah obviously Wiley but like, it was like Dizzy Rascal wasn't it really Dizzy Rascal was like the, the man yeah. at the time yeah definitely um, I, I like Lethal B Lethal B was quite big by then yeah I remember him blowing up definitely but no you are right there was like pff, I don't know I, did, I didn't really find any grime anywhere online unless it was like MySpace innit like yeah MySpace was a thing for a bit yeah yeah MySpace um, days I don't know like, still yeah. going? do people still use MySpace for anything I feel like it must be a website but I know, I think my Maybe account probably got deactivated, man. I'm like, yeah, it's the end time. Yeah, I think I've got an old, old account somewhere. I couldn't remember, like, the password for the email address or anything, so I've probably still got some old grime tunes on there. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Maybe. No, oh, it was sick. Anyway. It was good. It was good for, for the moment, for sure. Oh, 100%. How, you know, when you first started, how were you even learning at that point? Were you watching tutorials, or did you just have a boy that was showing you things? Um. Yeah. I can't remember who showed me, but yeah, my boy showed me to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then like, you just realise like in your own circle of friends, whoever's making beats, you kind of just pick stuff off, don't you? So like a couple of my boys are making beats as well and I'd watch them like, oh, yo, 
I didn't yeah. think to do that. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I didn't yeah. know that was there. Um, that and then like, what else helped me? I think it was more just practicing. So like, just right, experiment yeah. with everything that was on there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can like actually that's do the best way. You can do quite a bit with the stock sound. Like if you've got no other choice, you can you know you can still f- like fiddle around and fuck with the yeah, sounds no, a bit. You're right, you're right. I feel like people like to make excuses and be like, I don't know. They always or they want shortcuts. That's what I was trying to say. Like a lot of people ask me questions all the time. Like, how do I get good at eight or eight? So how do I get good at melodies? You know, just like simple questions like that. And it's like the only real answer is to just try. Like. Yeah, there isn't a code sure. I can give you. Obviously, like there's chord progressions and stuff, but the only way you can actually get good at something is to actually just try, just make beats, even if they're shit. You get through those shit ones, and you get to some all right ones, and then you get to some better ones. You know what I mean? It's literally the <laughs> it's only true. way. Sometimes I get a question from kids like, "Yo, how long you been doing it, bro?" And then I'll tell him, and he's like, "Yo, how long will it take me to get good?" And I'm like, "Yo, I don't, I don't know, do I? I don't know." But I'm yeah. like. Don't, I'm like, don't think about that yet. Just like do it. Just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, only do it Definitely. if you want to do it. Don't think about like, yo, if I do this for two years, then I'm going to blow. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't want to put that pressure on yourself either because there's no guarantees and it depends what kind of work you're putting in. But once you put that pressure on yourself, like I need to get good in this amount of time, then you take the enjoyment away from it. Yeah, for like, sure. It just becomes stress then. You know what I realized as well, bro? I feel like, I feel like kids are just blowing up at a mad age. Like you could be like 15, mm. 16 and yeah, like you could definitely. be getting deals. Like the hazy kid, he's just got a deal as well. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. From Liverpool. And then like, obviously like Idi, Idi X I work with, I mean, he's 15, he signed yeah. to um, Universal, man. It's like, it's huge. It's crazy, isn't it? And like, obviously back then, I don't know. I don't know if we really had that back then. Like I think people were blowing up at a young age, but not like, not like 16, 17. I think that's the power of social media again, because back then, like before all these platforms, you had to prove yourself, didn't you? You had to be going to like battles, like just all kinds of events. Like you had to get your name out there. You were handing out CDs, everything. But now it's like you can make a TikTok. If it's catchy enough, it might blow up overnight. Not to say that's guaranteed for everyone because it doesn't yeah, always yeah. happen, but it can happen. I've seen it happen loads of times. It's yeah, mad. for sure. I know. I People know, must hate that, you know, like artists that have worked for like, Let's say there's an artist that's grinding for like 10 years, had to go through like everything to get to that point, And then they see a kid blow up overnight. They might be like, what the fuck? <laughs> of like one song in it and it's just yeah. on TikTok. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy, brother. It's crazy. But then also, um, I think it's harder in a sense where like, if you can't sustain that, you're just going to slip right back down in it. Like you might yeah, just be like right. one hit wonder in it. Yeah, you're right. Do you know what and I mean? plus so, you might not have a catalogue to, to back it as well. Whereas like someone who's put those extra years in might have a huge catalogue. And then if they have one tune that blows up, all the people that, all the people that are listening to that one tune can go back and see your whole catalogue and then just dive into everything else. Whereas someone might blow up, but then they've got no, nothing else. You know what I mean? They've just got that one song. Do you do that as well? You know, if you find out like about, I don't know, you know, when you first saw like J. Cole, did you just like dive into his old stuff or whatever? Yeah, I always like do a quick research and... Especially if they've got a YouTube channel, I'll go like right back to the first video and see if they've got anything up there. I like to see where people have started. I like to see the journey. Yeah, same. Same, you. same. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've done that with everyone. Everyone that's like, like all the, like all the big guys in America and stuff. I did it with like Drake. Yeah. Um, anyone that I heard, I just like, yeah, let me just go back. Let me just hear the mixtape stuff. I feel like the mixtape yeah. stuff was like probably some of the best stuff because that's when oh, they were definitely. like, yeah, they were pushing to blow, weren't they? So putting out the best work. That hunger stage is always the best, isn't it? And then, I, I don't know, you know when artists blow up and they start 
they, they have to change everything because during that hunger stage, they're talking about the struggle and trying to make it and everything. And obviously you can relate to certain things, but then when they blow up, it's mm. like they talk about how much they've got, but then again, how can they talk about a struggle then? Because they've already been through the struggle and they make it through to the other end. So it's, true. A, it's a tricky one. It's true, but it's true. I do always prefer the, the earlier stages. Definitely. You can just feel the hunger more, can't you? When you hear the tracks. Yeah. And like, yeah, even stuff like um, like Kanye's first album. Was it College Dropout? Yeah. Oh, family. It's just like some of the beats. Like even now if I play them, I'm like, yo, this guy was like 20 yeah. years ahead of his time, innit? That's just a classic, isn't it? <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> Did you watch this thing with Drake recently? Um, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't watch, I didn't watch it all, um, but I was kind of flicking through. And um, he was playing like all of his old bangers and you forget like how many classics he's actually got until you see him perform live and perform in them all and man it's crazy he's just got like hit after hit you know sometimes if like i'm going on a long drive like yeah like an hour plus drive i'll just put kanye Weston on spotify and then shit shuffle and yeah yeah like, yo this man's got like countless bangers do you know what I'm saying? yeah and you know the worst got... of them all and everything <laughs> i tried to <laughs> uh, <there's, laughs> i think he's uh what's he doing oh yeah he's got something coming out on netflix i've seen like a documentary or something oh does he yeah, oh, yeah, just sick. about like his earlier stages. So it's like, yeah. you know, but I can't remember what album that's for, but you like, he recorded it all on video. Oh shit, I bet that's sick. That I'll go crazy. Who were some, who were some producers that were inspiring you when you were coming up? Uh, back then, I, I'll have to split them up because I like some of the UK ones. Like the UK ones will probably be like Wiley. Wiley was sick. Um, yeah. I, I used to love, who well, Dal Rotten was sick. Dal Rotten, yeah. Zeph Ellis now. Um, who else was sick? Da Vinci was sick. He made a couple of beats for Kano. Uh, like oh, Brown yeah, Eyes, yeah. I think no, he made. He, he was good. And then like American producers, um, it was like Timbaland. Timbaland was so sick. I was just like, this man. This is my creative, innit? <laughs> yeah, just crazy. Um, who else was sick? I mean, just you, you, still like Dr. Dre was sick. I liked his sound. Um, but then later on down the line, it was like, Kanye West came into the picture so I thought yo this guy's beats are yeah. sick like you know how he's chomping up samples and stuff yeah yeah um, I liked his sound uh, but no the I like sample liked... flipping game is crazy oh man I'm just like this guy oh like it's, it's crazy I just I just loved how we just picked like three or four samples and then make a song out of that yeah, like, yeah. how did he Works know that goes together. Right? yeah crazy what about you bro I've never asked I've never asked you actually um, like production wise who inspired me yeah you know like when he was in like, school or whatever um, I'd say I probably got most inspiration from like US producers at, at that time, just because I was more, I, I loved artists like Nas and Mob Deep, Wu-Tang, that kind of stuff. I was always on that like boom bap, like gritty, like East Coast rap. So I liked producers like um, DJ Premier, Ninth Hard. Wonder, Hard. obviously Dr. Dre. Um, and then same when Kanye West came into the game. Mine was blown by his productions. Timberland was always crazy. And oh. um, Pharrell too. Pharrell was always sick. What was, it wasn't Pharrell, there was it, it was the Neptunes. It was them two together. Oh yeah, him and the I forgot the everyone's name. Chad, so yeah. And... Yeah, yeah, oh. that's it. So people like that from the US. Um, from the UK, like back in the day, I remember, I remember just having grind beats from people like Virgo, um, Wiley. God. You know, just uh, all the grime heads. So <laughs> yeah. probably similar, similar names. He was more um, like hip hop back back in school, innit? I remember. 
Yeah, school, back like, in school, it was more hip hop. I did get into grime though. Like that's how I started in music, like just making like grime music. But I think that was because it was just the thing that was popping at the time. Like everyone yeah. was just playing grime and everyone was spitting grime. So trying to come in with like boom bap bars and a grime cipher, just <laughs> you know, it won't <laughs> won't really happen. Um, but that, yeah, it went like boom bap, then grime, then just straight back to like boom bap. But now I just listen to everything. I used to be one of those guys that's like. Nah, if it's not meaningful, like if his lyrics are shit, then I'm not listening to it. But now it's just like I just kind of accept music for what it is. Cause some yeah, people sure. just like some people like to tell deep stories. Like you'll get like your J Cole's and your your Nas and your Davies, people like that. But then you'll just get people that are just there to like give you some energy, just hype you up it, when you're yeah. in the gym and just enjoy that music. You know what I mean? So I just appreciate it all now. I know because like people forget not everybody wants the earache of like another man's problems in it <laughs> like, yeah of course yeah. Like, some people are trying to just let go and just have fun with it so i get it now i think music's good when like it's relatable so like you know if like you're you're torn to bits because you're not with yeah. your girl anymore or something and then yeah, you can just yeah. listen to some sad stuff i think i've noticed that Definitely. works for a lot of people or like yeah if you're in the gym for example i could just put like 50 cent on yeah and it just gives you that extra pump doesn't it yeah, of course. You're not trying to listen to nothing too deep in the gym, are you? Like, you're not nah. trying to get all meaningful. <laughs> nah, nah, I can say. No, but you know what? Stuff like that's probably good for like a drive or whatever, isn't it? You know, if you're driving somewhere. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Or just chilling in your yard or whatever. You know what? For drives now, though, I'm most of the time I'm putting podcasts on or ebooks. Sick. I rarely even put. The only time I really listen to music is just when I'm either doing some research at home or if I'm like, if I'm training, like if I'm in the gym exercising but if i'm driving i'm just putting books on all the time or podcasts have you got um is it audible yeah 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 that's it yeah i need to get on that it's good you know that. like because you don't always get the time to pick up a book do you and sit there and actually read you might get a little bit of time before bed or if you're on holiday or something but with audible it's just like i don't know you can flick it on whenever you might be like brushing your teeth i've just constantly got airpods in if i'm brushing my teeth if i'm making some food whatever i'm doing you know that time when just then times where like you couldn't physically hold something so like yeah. you can kind of do two things at once yeah for sure no they are sick and like yeah you know what i think i did used to listen to him like this sounds bad but like to put me to sleep you know like just yeah yeah bed. no no i do that as well a lot of people do that my girlfriend does that like that's common that yeah and it's like you will still remember some stuff and then obviously you'll knock out eventually. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then you have to rewind it the next day just to <laughs> yeah. try and catch where you were before you fell asleep. <laughs> Among that. What kind of stuff do you listen to if it's books or podcasts? Um, it's a mixture, really. I like, um, I like you know, producer grind. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like some of their stuff. Um, you put me onto them. Did this I? This was like years ago. Yeah, I think just when I was trying to get back into producing properly. You were like check producer grind and then I just binge watched like all of the videos, all That's of the sick. podcasts, everything. That's sick. They I think they ask like some really good questions, man, and they have like good people on. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think if it's away from music, bro, then it will just be stuff like um just more like self help, like spiritual books probably, or like, you know, business minded books. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm I'm the same. I don't really read fiction. It's like nah. they that exact same thing, like self help self help or business books. Cause my girlfriend, she's always reading like fiction books and she always sees me with these like business books and stuff. And she's like, you can't enjoy them. Why don't you just <laughs> read a normal book? <laughs> like, you know I can't stands. enjoy the fiction book. Fam. I just, I, I can't paint that picture on my head. I need to like see it like on a film yeah, or something. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I feel Why like not? I want to be educated when I'm reading. Yeah, you yeah, same. I, mean? I want to feel smart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I wanna... <laughs> you but, put like... me on to any, what kind of stuff? Have you got some examples? Um, uh, 50 Cent, I just listened to 50 Cent's new one. I think it's Hustle Harder. 
Oh God, I can't remember what it's called. I didn't know he had a new one out. Just looking, I've got his old one here. The um, the one with Robert Green, the 50th Law. I've got that on that, the side there. Oh yeah, that one's sick. That's a yeah. really good book, especially for anyone that's like trying to get into music and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a good book. Um, what else have we got? I mean, stuff like The Secret is sick. You know, if you just need to like just yeah, re- yeah. Like reset and go back to back to basics, The Secret's good. I like um, what else will be good. Uh, Robert Green's got another one called Mastery, which is pretty good, and that's just about like mastering anything, any craft. Yeah, um, he's pretty. He's a good author. He'll um, he'll go into yeah, a lot of detail. He's got quite a few out, doesn't he? Yeah, and like he'll he'll put like in a lot of examples. So you can kind of take in everyone's story. Yeah. There's a guy called, if you want like proper self-help stuff, I think there's a guy called Jack Canfield, which is sick. Mm. Um, and he's all about like law of attraction and just like yeah, trying yeah. to get somewhere, trying to be successful, but like doing it in a spiritual way as well. Got you. Um, what are you listen to at a minute? Oh, uh, the one I just finished was the four hour work week. You ever heard of, heard of that? Oh, Tim, Tim Ferriss, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've just bought his other one. He's got a few out, doesn't he? I've just bought his Tool of Titans or something like that, but haven't started it yet. Um, Sick. But yeah, I just just finished the four-hour work week, the one before that. I read a lot of marketing books. I'm just seeing what's next to me. So I've got like Gary Vee's books, um, dot-com secrets, copywriting secrets, you know, like all these like marketing ones. They definitely help. They're all good. Um, Oh, I've got one of Gary's, is it? Um... Is it Jab Jab Left Summit? I can't yeah, yeah, Jab 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 Right Hook or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sick book though. It makes so much sense. Like when you break yeah. it down. I know. I, I think for the field we're him, in, like, for the stuff we do is probably probably beneficial, isn't it? Oh, definitely. And then for some like ones for the mind, there's one called Chimp Paradox. That's pretty good. Um, obviously, the standard like music business one. Um, but yeah, mainly stuff like that, man. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. But um, you know, getting back into music anyway. So I want to know. So from when you started producing until like now, what are some things that you've had to switch up in terms of like the style or your mixes or you know just how's everything changed from then until now? That's a good question, brother. Um, that's a really good question. I think that's more just down to. I mean, it depends what kind of producer you want to be. You can be that guy that's like, yo, I'm not bending. Yeah, only come to me for grind beats, which is so cool. Yeah, and like I feel like you kind of limit yourself a bit. So I didn't want to be that guy. I wanted to do like as many genres as I can that I'd be good at. So yeah, I yeah. kind of just um, I kind of just got influenced by whatever was on anyway. So if I like whoever Central C beat, I I'd go to my laptop thinking, yo, if I was to make Central C, Central C a beat now, yeah, what would I do? Um, and yeah, how would yeah. I make it? Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think it, yeah. Like long story short, it's more just keeping up with what's going on. Um, right, yeah. But I do know a lot of producers, which is cool. That would just be like, "Yo, I only make this sound, so only come to me for this sound, innit? Otherwise, yeah. I can't make you that." Like I think you're more like me, where you you'll just make whatever in it, just like wherever you feel. Yeah, definitely. There's probably benefits to both. Like obviously, if you if you stick to one thing, then at least people know you for that thing, and they're like, "Oh, if I need a grand beat, I'm gonna go straight to him because I know he's a guy for it." But yeah, like you said, I, I feel like you kind of limit yourself because. It's like, imagine not making, like, not knowing how to make a drill beat now. Like, oh, no. if, um, let's say, because you, you have a studio, right? The amount of people that come in there to record, what percentage would you say are bringing in drill beats? Oh, if you're bro. just going to guess. I'm saying what, 90, <laughs> 95, 90. 95. Yeah, so that's crazy. There. So yeah. imagine you, like, not 
being willing to make drill beats, that's like you just fucking having a 5% chance of getting the one of these artists to buy your beats or, you know what I mean, compared to like the 95% of people that are actually wanting drill beats. So it's true. I feel like you can definitely limit yourself. I think I did have that though. You did have what? Uh, that like li- trying to limit, not limiting myself oh, on yeah. purpose, but you know, like when like Joe first came first. out, I was mm. like, "Yo, this this is the same as the last beat. Like, we can all make this." Yeah, yeah. And then, I, then I realized, like, "Yo, I'm being a dinosaur. I need to like try to take in what's going on." Definitely. Uh, what were you saying, brother? Um, I can't remember what I was gonna say. I lost my train of thought then. Oh, you saying about people come to my studio? Um, um, yeah. So obviously, everyone's bringing in drill beats. Um, and I kind of forgot what I was gonna say after that. But yeah, I think I was going to say like, even when I started, you know, when I was trying to get back into producing properly, I was still making like boom back beats, but I was like, no one's spitting on boom back really, apart from like, maybe like a set few people and like maybe like older rappers or somewhere in like the the East Coast in America or something. (laughs) But I had to switch things up, man. And I knew drill was popping at that time as well. So I thought I'd give it a go. And you know what? Like, Personally, I like trying other genres as well, because once you make the same thing over and over again, you kind of get stuck in a little rut where it gets a bit boring, man. And then once you make a a completely new genre, it's like you pick up some new skills for a start because every different genre has a bit of a different process, doesn't it? Like there's a few different techniques that you use in each genre to get a certain sound. So then even if drill's not your main genre, by trying a drill beat, you can maybe take a few techniques and then bring that back to your main genre and then you've merged the two you know what I mean? Like right now, because I started making boom bat beats, I know how to sample. So when I'm making yeah. drill beats now, like sampling what was my thing. So making like sample drill beats is like perfect for me because it's merging the two things. So that's a sick way. Of th- I didn't think of it that way, but that's sick. You're right. Yeah. You're so right. Like you can use best of both worlds, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I think I had the habit as well. Like, um, you know, when you keep making the same thing, I had, a, I had a habit of like using the same sounds and I was like, yo, I've got like 3 million snares and I keep yeah. using this stupid snare in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to just change up my, my shit, man. Yeah, um, you're right. What did I struggle with when it came to making drill? Oh, I think it was the slides. It was like, like you can do a slide, but to, to put it in the right place, it's like, it's like art, isn't it? It's like, yeah, definitely. It definitely takes a few tries, doesn't it? I remember... I don't even know what my first drill beat sounded like. It was probably so dead, but yeah, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing to make it. But same I feel with like, anything um, though, you've got to do it enough times. Oh yeah, for sure. I didn't think, not saying that drill is a bad thing, but I didn't think it lasts this long. You know how music has like, it's like fashion in a way. Yeah, yeah. Where, um, so it's just kind of like formed. <laughs> it's just like the, the <laughs> template is still there, but they're just changing like the main sounds. You know, before it used to be like more darker drill beats where it was just like yeah. a piano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 808s. It was like and the now... same chord, wasn't it? Every <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> but that was sick for the time. But then, like, obviously, yeah, everyone kind of got bored of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's in a good place, for, like, right now? Are you happy with um, where Drill's at? Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I do. I think the content's better now, for sure. Like, you know, yeah. because people are using more lo fi drill beats. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, like, you know, Sleepy Hollow type beats where there's like R&B sample and stuff in the back. I think that's yeah, sick definitely. because then, like, the artists can talk about something different, just like life or, or like, a girl oh, yeah. or whatever, for example. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I think at one stage it was all about just, like, just, like, chef my up and <laughs> wear my up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, me personally, I don't mind listening to one or two, but, like, listen to, like, ten tracks like that straight, I'm like, yo, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. This is a lot. It's too much. 
sends you to a bad place, doesn't it? There's only so much of that you can take. Yeah, I think right now, though, G, you're right. I think my it's probably the favourite where it is now. Like you said, that you know, you can sample stuff, like sample anything and put yeah, it yeah. to a jolt. That's probably my favourite right now where it is. So yeah. hopefully this, this stays for a bit, man. Yeah, you're right. I'm kind of liking this stage. Some people hate it. Some people, like, I'll see, like, they just hate hearing, like, samples just flipped into drill. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the posts that I see are from producers that might have, like, I don't know, they helped kind of shape drill, you know what I mean? Mm. Like early on when it was like the dark piano sound, because mm. that was drill, wasn't it? But now I guess it's more commercial. A lot of people don't like it. Like loads of people love it, but then there's like a set few people that hate it because it's like, nah, this isn't what drill was supposed to be. You know what I mean? It's like getting too commercial now. Which yeah, I, I, think... can, I can kind of see from their point of view if they like helped like shape the sound, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know what you mean. Like, if I was one of them guys that just wanted to make the dark job beats, and like all these yeah. kids are just coming in and just like flipping R&B samples, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> singing on it and everything. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. It's in the grease. Oh yeah, shit. That's another <laughs> thing. Yeah, like people actually sing on them now as well, which is sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I like when Joel first came out, I wouldn't have thought, yo, you could probably sing on a job beat. Yeah, you're right. That was the last thing you would have thought. Have you have you done a couple of them, like the lo-fi job beats? Yeah, I've um, I've merged everything with Drill Man. I've like I've got like a YouTube series where I'll like get influence from different countries and make like African inspired drill beats, Brazilian inspired drill beats. I'll just sick. find anything to like merge with Drill, Christmas That's drill sick. beat, <laughs> like everything. <laughs> yeah. But now I've done like a few like I've definitely done a few R and B ones, a few lo-fi sounding ones. Um, uh, what recently? I think my main style is like orchestral drill. That's my main yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, I've tried everything. Have you? Um, yeah, probably the same as you, brother. But um, I just, I probably like the, the R&B and lo-fi sound more than anything right now. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was just about to say before I forget, fam, that last loop pack. Oh, man. Uh, the Vici loop kit. Sick, yeah, that yeah. One? Yeah, fire. Appreciate fire. that, man. Um, I do like that sound, though. It's like kind of a, um, it's like a pop smoke kind of sound. You know, yeah, the strings definitely. of the orchestra. I love that. Um, but no, that, that, I do like that. That was like my favourite up until the R&B lo-fi stuff. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I think maybe the next, because I've put out so many packs like Dark Orchestral. So I need, um, I think the next one I might do, I might focus more on, I don't know, just something different, more melodic stuff, lo-fi stuff, just anything like just the opposite to Dark Orchestral, you know, just to switch it up. Oh yeah, because you know, you've done a couple, haven't you? Where it's like orchestral. Yeah, yeah. Most yeah, of just... them, like the loop kits anyway, they've always been pretty dark. Do you use, um, what's it called? Arcade? Yeah, 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 I use arcades. Um, I don't use it loads anymore because once you've used those vocal packs a few times, like you start hearing them all the time, <laughs> don't you, with loads <laughs> yeah. of beats. So I was trying to use other things like contact banks for vocals or splice. But no, arcade's sick. I do yeah. love arcade. Do you use yeah. it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, but that like, same kind of reason as you. Like, you start to hear uh, like, yeah. all the sounds being used, which is not a problem. I mean, everyone's using it. I think yeah, it's just course. it's just what you do to the sound, I guess. Yeah, you're um, right. And it's only producers that notice that shit. You know, yeah. and, like when I say oh, I hear that all the time, like the average listener isn't going to be thinking, "Yo, that's that's an arcade bank." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one notices. Okay. Really. Yeah. I've heard some of the stuff on Splice being used. So sometimes, like, oh, okay. you know, when you yeah, you know, when you've probably find a sample and splice and you made yeah. the beat but you've not put it out and then like someone someone famous just puts out that beat you're like shit i could have put that out 
Yeah, I know what you're saying. I guess that's the problem with royalty-free loops, isn't it? If everyone's using the same stuff, if you're not really changing it too much, or if you're just taking yeah. the loop and, and putting drums on it, which, is, again, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah, but yeah. then, just for that exact reason, you might find someone that puts out the song first and then whoever song is second, it doesn't matter like who made it first, whoever releases it first, that's the one that people are going to know it for. You know it's theirs, I mean? isn't it? Do you, yeah. I was going to say, do you prefer um, sampling or, or like just keying in your own stuff? Um, good question. I like a bit of both, you know. Um, I like sampling because so, like, to me, like the melody is the harder part. Like, no one really gets drum blocked, do they? You can always, like, throw drums on, but sometimes you can get some bad melody block where you can't think of anything or you end up using the same chord progression all the time. Mm -hmm. So sampling just brings, like, a whole new style to it, doesn't it? It might be, like, chords that you never would have thought to add before. It's just, like, some instruments that you never would have thought to add before. So I like to switch up. I like to do a balance of both because yeah. there is a satisfying feeling of making your own melody as well and then seeing it all come together. But it's, it's all the same stuff as long as the end product's fire then i don't really mind but i like doing both you know it's pretty equal yeah for sure i hear that what about you yeah i think same as you bro but i think i'm more i'm probably more on the sampling side now yeah um just because of what's going on recently i just want to keep sampling stuff and just see how yeah, it sounds. of course but no the same as you like you know when you finally get that <laughs> that core progression you're like yo yeah i yeah. can put any sound to this or like you know when you can try different vsti's yeah um, definitely to that to that core progression you can just play around with it i do like that so I do yeah. think that's good. And then it's like a proud feeling as well to say that you can you can own that. That's your that's actually your thing. No samples. Yeah, of course. It's that it's a good skill to have. Definitely. But I know like tons of people that don't even know how to make melodies, but they can make sick beats because they know how to flip samples and their drums are hard, so I guess everyone's just got a different skill set, don't they? Are you more of a um like a music theory guy or you just play by ear? I'd probably say a theory guy, you know. Just because I did some piano lessons to understand yeah. like the, the basic principles. Um, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I kind of wish that I did just go by ear because you don't really need to understand the theory. And I feel like when you know the theory, sometimes it can limit you because you might do certain things and you might be like, oh, I can't do that because it doesn't fit the scale or I can't mm -hmm. do that because it's not a popular chord progression. or You know what I mean? Like you tell yourself things just because you know the theory behind it but really if it sounds good it sounds good so yeah, part of me sure. wishes i just had more of a, a jazz style teacher that went by ear rather than like chord codes and stuff you know what i mean it's a bit strict isn't it yeah yeah what about you did you ever learn the theory um still learning brother still learning but i was yeah. more um I was, pro I was i was more by ear first and then you get frustrated because you're like fucking what's the next chord i, I can't <laughs> yeah, figure yeah. it out in it and then um um then I started to learn like just the basic chord progressions and like chords because you do need them in a way. I don't know why I needed them. It was like, yeah, I just needed to know, oh, that goes with that. And then it saved like half an hour worth of trying to figure something out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Nah, I um, can't lie. It does help. It definitely does help, especially if you know like some chord progressions that work. Like I feel like when I'm making melodies, I, I kind of know what chord progressions have worked for me in the past. So if I'm ever... Like with an artist or if I ever just need to bang out a quick beat, then it's just like, let me just jump to this chord progression. And I can always like do some inversions and add yeah, to it sure. and change the sounds and everything. But you kind of like create a formula for yourself, if you get me, where you know like a set few progressions that work every time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think like it's it's good when you get to the stage where, all right, I need to make a happy song, so I need to do this. Or yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Or for me, it's like a darker or sad song, I'll, I'll go that way. 
Yeah, uh, definitely. Because before, when you didn't, well, before for me, when I didn't really know much music today, I was like, fucking hell, where do I even start? Where do I start <laughs> yeah, with this? Yeah. Nah, You're just, just clicking stuff in, hoping for the <laughs> best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I hear that. What was your, um, what was your first placement that you got? Like the first one where you were guys and thinking, yo, this is, shit's about to get serious. Uh, the biggest one, oh no, sorry, the first biggest one for me would have been, um, uh, I made a track called, it was called So Much Cash, um, and it was Meridian Down. Oh, is that that? Yeah, I was going to say the Meridian Down one. Yeah, that's when like, he was, he was popular at the time. It was like German Whip era, like around yeah. that time. Um, and then, um, yeah, I think I, I gave him the beat and then he was like, oh, by the way, I've got President T on it and Wiley. And I was thinking, fuck, oh, man, this is crazy. Like, I, wasn't, I was yeah. just happy that Meridian Dan was on it. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, that got spun for ages just on like, one extra stuff on that like, DJ Cameo show. Yeah. Um, and that kind of just even like, happen? <clears throat> um, I just got his email from Twitter, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, um, how can I send you some beats? Yeah. Um, which I think everyone should do. Like, don't be too proud to be like, no, oh, no I'm not definitely. Gonna, I'm not going to do that because he might not reply. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, from that, um, I just did that with everyone. I was just like, oh, how can I send you some beats? And then like he replied and was like, I'll send them over whenever. And then like, look, it's like, that was it. That's um, crazy. I probably sent him like, yeah, what those like five beats. And then he picked that one. And he was like, yeah, I love this. That's it. That got some serious views as well, didn't it? Or some serious yeah, yeah. plays even. That did well. I, uh, I don't know why they didn't do a video. Um, but the good thing from that as well, it kind of um, it kind of started off a chain of of placements. Yeah, yeah. So once everyone heard that, they were like, yo, can can you get me some beats as well? And yeah, that was nice. I suppose. Once you've got those first like few big credits under your name, it just gives you more like status in a way. You know what I mean? Where people will, yeah. will see you and then see the work that you've done. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, it's almost nice because then you've got something to work towards, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. You know, you're kind of motivated, but like, yeah, all right, I need to make some more beats now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now you're right, actually. I bet, how was that feeling? Can you remember the day when when oh, he told bro, you that <laughs> you it got was, everyone man. on it? It was crazy. And um, I remember in that same week, it was like getting premiered on um, DJ Cameo show. Oh, so they're playing that now they're playing on one action. I was like, fuck, this is this is yeah. crazy. And he shouted me out as well, which is sick. I think I've still got the audio somewhere. Yeah, he shouted me oh, out. That was mad. I know. So like hearing that from like before that it was just like, you know, yeah. your mates jumping on your beats and stuff, which is still cool, but you know what I mean? Like to get a, oh, like a proper placement. Definitely. Uh, what yeah, were you doing sick. at that point? Were you working or did you, you have the stu- you didn't have the studio then, did you? <clears throat> uh no, I was working. I was working, I was working. I can't remember. It might have just been like a warehouse job, bro. I'll be honest. I think that's oh, when yeah. we're like, yeah, I think that's when, you know, when like you and me finish uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that time. Then, yeah, I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because like we had a decent degree, really. I could have done some computer work yeah. somewhere. Um, but I just didn't know what to do. So I went back home and I just got like, I just wanted a job that still, I could make some money, but then still have some free time to make beats and stuff. Got you. Um, when you went to uni, because that, that course that we picked had nothing to do with music. Do you think, um, <laughs> If you could turn back time, do you think you still would have done it? Like, do you think it was worth even having that course? Um, no, if I'm honest, bro. I think, I think what I would have done now is something more business or marketing related. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know why I didn't do that because I would have enjoyed it. Do you think it. you still would have gone to uni? Do you think it was even necessary? That's a good question, bro. Um, maybe I think. 
I think for the experience, the uni experience was sick. You know, obviously going yeah. to uni and then just like moving out and like starting fresh in a new city. That's kind of sick. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know, bro, to be honest. I think if I had a good job where I'm at, I probably would have just stayed and just worked and made beats at the same time. Yeah, but yeah. if I could go back, nah, I don't think I would have done IT like that. Like it nah. got, you remember it got too much into like coding and like. Um, oh, of course, <laughs> we had some like weird <laughs> I modules. What I signed up for when we had those modules come through. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you were like me, like we just wanted to like design websites and stuff, and then yeah, yeah, it just went so, like, left. The creative side, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Mm. I do still enjoy, but like, yeah, yeah some of it was like, oh, I think we had like, <laughs> we had like app. I think we create apps for like Android phones with me at one point. Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't even that? do it. You you paid someone, if you remember. You paid some guy to build it for <laughs> you. And then you hooked me up with the code as well. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fam. Because we had to, we, we, well, I don't know about you, but I had to switch over to Mac. So I was like, yo, this is all brand new. We had to use Terminal, remember? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to pass this module, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy that was around us, I was like, yo, I'll chuck you whatever. Just, <laughs> just do it. Just do it, boy. Yeah, he saved uh, us, you know. He saved and, us. Uh, that course is funny. What about you? Would you have still gone uni, bro? Or? Um, I mean, part of me is like, no regrets. Like, if I didn't do that, maybe I wouldn't have gone on to do this, you know, because like, everyone's got a certain path. Yeah, but, sure. The other part of me is like I've never I've never used that course. It's a lot of money to spend, so I probably wouldn't have done it. You know, I can't lie. Yeah. I feel like it was a waste of money, in the sense where in, in the sense that I wouldn't really like use that course. The information that I got from that course, it was something that you probably could have just taught yourself in no time. <laughs> if you think yeah. about how much time you actually spend in those lessons for that course yeah. in particular, I think uni might be good for someone who wants to do something like real specific. You know, like a doctor or a lawyer or mm. something like that. But those courses where it's just like quite general and you do like a little bit of everything, you don't really become an expert in anything. And especially for like music, like imagine doing like music production at uni now, like paying all that money. Like how, how much is it a year right now? Like nine grand a year or yeah. something? It's like over nine grand. We caught it in the last year, didn't we? Where it was like three grand a year. Sick. So yeah, we, we, we kind of got it all right. It was still expensive, but now I think the return on investment is kind of shit. Spending like nine grand a year and just coming out with a piece of paper that says you can make beats. I'm just talking about people who would go to do music production where you've got people that can learn it on YouTube in like six months or less. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So no, I feel right. like for certain courses, it's it's not worth it. And people might say, yeah, but you get the experience and you can network at uni. But if you think about nine, 27 grand just on fees to network, Bro, you can use that money and fly out to all kinds of countries and go to studio sessions. And I don't know, I feel like there's, you can get more for your money doing it a different way, my yeah, personal sure. opinion. Like imagine like working somewhere for three years and just saving your money. And like, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? And you've got the freedom, like you said, to like go wherever, America, live out there for a few months. And yeah, yeah. Properly. Yeah, Trying, I feel like, like be an intern or something, you know, like work for free at a studio just to, to build up connections that way rather than getting 27 grand in debt. It's true, it's, isn't it? It's so you true. know what I mean? I think I feel more, like there's definitely more options. I don't know about you, mine was like a combination of stuff. So obviously, same time, you don't really, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but then like, I did want yeah. to get, get a degree for like my mum and dad because like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to make yeah, them feel yeah. like, yeah, I've done something. But then like, now I look back, I'm like, yo, it didn't really mean anything really. Yeah, of course. Um, at that yeah. point, did you not, obviously you were making music at that point, but did you just think that blowing up wasn't a possibility? Did you feel like, uh, it was always just going to be a hobby or 
What was your mindset with music at that point? Um, I, th- I think it was like, I couldn't see how I could reach um, yeah. the artists I wanted to work with, you know, like so-called big artists or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. I couldn't think about like, how am I going to network to this guy or whatever. And then at the same time, I don't think my beats were like ready to, mm. um, or like I'd, I'd make 10 beats and then one of them would be fine. And then the other nine are just like trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm just like experimenting. <laughs> this was like towards the end of Grime and like the start of like, uh, like Wiz Khalifa and like, you know, when he made like Black and Yellow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was like a new sound coming. Because uh, I think, I don't know what the UK was back then. I think the UK was like, I don't know if it was like Tinty Stride or whatever back then. Yeah, um, yeah, you might be right. I can't really remember what was popping in the UK at that point. Oh, it I might have think been of it. Uh, Tiny Tempo. I think he yeah, had, you're right, actually. He had the scene for a bit. So like the UK scene was like a weird pop, like pop era on it for a bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then the American stuff was sick. It was like, yeah, Black and Yellow and like, Rick, yeah, Rick Ross came out at the time. And Mac Miller was quite, obviously still popular, but he was like dead popular then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think it was more just, um, same again, I just enjoyed it, bro. But like, I couldn't, I couldn't find a way to get to that point, if that makes sense. Quite, yeah. Part of me thinks as well, like when we were growing up, we didn't really have, I don't know, there wasn't, there was opportunity, but not as much compared to now, like yeah. in terms of like social media and we didn't have people telling us the right things. Like we, your parents might've been similar to mine where people were saying that music wasn't like a real thing. You know what I mean? Like you had to go to uni and get a job, that kind of vibe. But now we have like all these like we have access to so much information now like people like Gary Vee telling us we can do whatever we want to do and all that kind of shit we didn't really have that when we were growing up I think part of it's down to that like now imagine being young now and having access to all this information being able to learn how to make beats like rapid just being being able to do everything quick I think your mindset would be completely different compared to us just having like teachers and parents telling us stuff for sure I think yeah with parents I think they're coming from a good place aren't they they just want like yeah, the best definitely. Or whatever but like you know because like we forget parents haven't done this before this is like their, you know what I'm yeah. saying this is still their first lifetime of like having kids and like oh what's the best yeah, for my yeah. kid or whatever um, but yeah same like my mum and dad were like it's, it's a, like you're still on the edge of a cliff right now so like you sure you yeah. want to do this because it's going to be a big risk or whatever um, yeah yeah but I just told them to reassure them I was like look what I'll do I'll work and I'll make my music so you can't complain that I'm not doing nothing. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So like, when, happy. when was the point where they started realizing like, you know, he's actually serious about his music or uh, they, they thought, all right, this is like a full-time thing for you. Uh, I think when I started getting like more placements and then when I got my studio. Right. Um, so when I got my studio, it was kind of around the same time I was getting a lot of placements and then they could see like, oh, sustainable. And so like, yeah, you can live off that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's not just like a, I think in their head, they're thinking like, yo, if I don't see you on TV, you're wasting yeah, your time. Yeah. <laughs> you're wasting your time, do you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it right. doesn't have to be that. Like, I think a lot of people forget. If you're like an upcoming artist and you can make like 50 grand off, off being an artist a year, yo, that's oh, sick. That's sick. Definitely. Even, even making minimum wages as an artist, for a lot of people, that's so much more enjoyable than doing something like, I don't know, it could be a job that they have no interest in. And getting paid yeah. twice as much. A lot yeah, of people yeah. would take the artist route where they could just make music and have fun with it. Yeah, for sure. Because you're right. But, people think, like, especially like parents, they think, you know, if you're going to be successful in music, you're on like Drake level. But <laughs> that's not always the case. There's a lot of independent artists that are actually making a living off music. And yeah. they might not be like 
worldwide known. They might not be huge, but they're, they're still making it happen. I think it's hard for that generation to like, to understand. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like, you know, for like, you know, like a Ross, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I explain that story to someone, like my mom and dad, they'd be like, what the f- how, how <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you on his own? Do you know what I'm saying? Or, Definitely. Um, but I think it changed a lot now. I think if you, if you, if you know, you're whatever 13 up, you can just be anyone you want, really. You can do Gosh, anything. Yeah. Obviously everyone's like got different circumstances and stuff, but for a lot of people, there's a lot of opportunity. It's crazy. Did you have the same thing? You know, when you left uni, was yours a bit like, was your mum and dad like, yo, find a good job. Like, don't fuck about. Yeah, definitely. Like, especially my dad. <laughs> like, me trying to tell them I wanted to do music was just like, <laughs> all right, keep playing on your toy keyboard and see what <laughs> happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> yo, so, my dad used to say, my dad was like, yo, you're going to be like outside McDonald's, like busking for change. So I'm like, dad, I take the Taking the piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I get what he yeah. meant. He was like, you know, it's, he just said it. it's just a, it's a risky game in it. I mean. Yeah, nah, definitely. I can like see where they were coming from. They just want to, they just want to know that you're good. You know what I mean? But in my dad's head, like you're only good if you're making money. And mm. if you're just starting off making music, then you're not making money. So he, he can't like put it together. He can't see the vision. You know what I mean? He sees it now, finally. He doesn't like understand what I'm doing. But every time I speak to him, he's like, are you still earning money? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right. <laughs> That's all he cares about. <laughs> I know because I forget, bro. You left like, you, you left your job quite late, like to do music, which is sick. And it's like, yeah, definitely. I, I think as you get older, there's more like social barriers. Like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Like at this age, yeah, of course. There was like pressure, especially from people at work and everything. I had like a few people that were like, nah, just go for it. In my mind, I was just telling myself, what's the worst that could happen? I was blessed in the sense where if everything fucked up, like I wouldn't be homeless, I could like go to my parents. I was like privileged in that sense where not everyone has something to fall back on like that you know what i mean yeah so in my head i was just asking myself like if this fucked up like what is literally like the worst thing that would happen and i was like i don't have the same job i could get another job i'm not gonna go homeless because i'm sure my mom and dad will put me up for a little bit until i got myself back on my feet so i was like why the fuck just not try you know what i mean yeah for sure when i put it like that i was like why am i not trying and i think it was at a point where I was like educating myself as well. I was like listening to a lot of like audiobooks and podcasts and just hearing stories from people. I'm like, you know what? Like, it's actually possible. You know what I mean? So, just certain things just like changed my mindset completely. I think I had that shift, brother. You know, when you're at uni and you've got like more time to yourself, that's when I started like reading, reading more and just like, all right, if I'm going to do music, how how am I going to do it then? Like, what's the plan? Yeah. I think like, I think if people were at that stage where like, oh, what do I do? Do I cut my job or whatever? Um, Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they should, unless th- I think they can still do both. Like it's, you can probably get away with doing both for a bit. Yeah. Until like you, you're making something off music to the point where you're like, all right, cool. I can probably quit my job now. I'm all right. Yeah, you're right. Um, you can definitely I'm, do both. It'll be hard work. Yeah. Like, working all day and coming home and making music. I get it. Um, it just depends on the individual, doesn't it? Like if, if that person really asked themselves, like what's the worst that could happen if I just went for it? and the outcome wasn't that bad, then it might be worth giving a go. But if the outcome was bad and it's like, nah, I've got like no one to fall back on, like parents, someone wouldn't take me in, like whatever it might be, then all right, maybe you're in a worse situation and it, you know, you need to keep like stay in your job and like try to do both. So it's probably yeah, just yeah. different for each person, isn't it? Yeah, no, for sure. I'm like, yeah, I think you've got to be like, try to be sensible as, as possible. Obviously you get yeah, some yeah. guys, I'll just be like, fuck it. I'll just 
I do or die. I'm, I don't care if, if, I, if yeah. I have to sleep on a sofa or whatever. I'll do it. Which is, yeah. I get that. But then, like, if you have, if you do have the option where you can, like, call, I can still work and make bees. Because I had it where, yeah, like, yeah. when I was working, when I came out of uni, um, I didn't mind coming home and making bees because it was like a getaway from working, innit? If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. But then, like, you don't want to put that pressure on yourself, like, oh, yo, I need to make a beat today or I'm going to feel like I'm not done nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right, actually. So you don't want to put, like, I don't, you don't want to put any pressure, really, is what I'm saying, like, when you're making music. Yeah, 100%. It takes away the fun, doesn't it? Yeah, I was sure. going to say as well, I suppose if you're, if you're working and producing at the same time, at least you're going to have some kind of money to invest in yourself. Like you might be able to buy some VSTs or you might be able to pay for studio sessions or buy a club, like whatever it might be, you know, to help you get your name out. Whereas yeah. if you just like cut everything off and you have no funds, like sometimes that can hold you back. Like you, you do need money, like not all the time, but money can help certain situations. Oh, for sure, man. Even just like getting like a, like saving up for like a nice laptop and like yeah, getting some nice monitors. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it does help, innit? Of course. Yeah, 100%. Like I never know what to say to people when, when they message me and they're like, bro, I've got like no money. Like my laptop's like fucking all this shit. Like I can't open anything. I'm like, I wish I could give you advice, but because I'm not in that situation or I haven't been at, at that point, I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like I'm not really the guy to ask, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, I'm, we've all had shit laptops and everything, but some people are actually like, have the bare minimum. And I'm like, fuck, man. Makes you realise <laughs> like how lucky we are sometimes, you know what I mean? I know, some ghetto setups, and like they made some absolute bangers of it. So Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like, yeah, I don't think, yeah. I'm not one of them, like, you just find an excuse for everything. I think like, if you've got a shit laptop for a bit, just get on with it until... Yeah, you, you just make the most out of a bad situation, I guess. That's the only thing you can do, right? For sure. No, you've got a good point though. I mean, if you do work, you, you're kind of more flexible on, on yourself where like you're still making a bit of money, you can buy whatever and like yeah. there's no pressure. I think it takes the pressure off the music. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. Do you think, um, do you think having your studio has been like a, a key factor for getting placements? Um, yeah, I, I would say so, bro. Yeah, I think you, know, um, you kind of keep what so... Obviously, I'm seeing what's current more. So obviously, yeah. I'm working with a lot of younger people. You know, I get to hear what's what's popular, and then you also hear you kind of learn more about space in a beat and like what an yeah, artist yeah. likes. Do you know what I'm saying? And like um, how an artist would spit on this, for example. So I think if I if I carried on making beats in my bedroom, I think I would have just went down a different lane. Where like, yeah, in my head this would have been sick, but like to so and so, they would have been like, no, no, this is completely wrong. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know what? I was I was listening to some of your recent beats on your YouTube channel. I've always said that that your beats have just been like they're just so spacious, man. Like you can freestyle to any of them. You know what I mean? Like you can just put them on and you can instantly catch a flow to it. Yeah, and I feel like that that definitely must have come from running studio sessions and hearing what beats artists pick or even just producing for artists. Yeah, for like sure. Knowing what to save, knowing what like space to save and when to say, all right, the beat's finished because. Sometimes you might listen to it when you're making it yourself and then you want to keep adding to it. But then once you've got an artist there in the studio, like, I don't know, it's just like you, you know when to finish it then. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wait, um, my laptop's just running low in battery once. Oh, is it? I know, I bet you've had that before where... Uh, you know, like, um, when you start learning, I guess, where yeah. you just cram your beats with like 100 sounds and you're like 
yeah this oh, sounds definitely. ready <laughs> but it sounds ready to you because there's no vocals on it but then when there's vocals on it there's like no space at all yeah definitely um, i still what, do that now sometimes especially with orchestral stuff because if you think about how many instruments are actually in an orchestra like you keep adding new instruments and, and it soon just like piles up yeah but i'm i'm kind of learning like what what space to save now sometimes when i make beats bro i just um i just take songs a cappella from a song yeah. some from the studio for example if i like that song i'll just like take his acapella obviously not put it out but fling it onto fl studio and then make the beat around the acapella um and then i know oh, exactly yeah, how much space idea yeah and then you know for sure like how much space you need and what what one needs to go where um, that makes sense and then like yeah when you take the acapella off you're like oh shit there's like barely anything on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but then that's what they want that's what the artist wants right they, they want the space yeah of course of course they need to find that pocket don't they um do you think do you think you enjoy the engineering side more than producing now because do you uh, actually do you think you spend more time engineering than you do producing yeah for sure yeah 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 um again i still feel like engineering in a way or yeah but, yeah um, no i do i do enjoy it bro i do enjoy engineering um it's good that your hands on that way because otherwise it just becomes like a a job doesn't it like if you didn't have any creative input you just like you said you'd just be hitting record just waiting for the next person to come in but once you actually get involved i bet it just makes the process a bit more enjoyable and yeah, they're gonna respect sure. you more for it as well because if the final outcome is better they're gonna be like yo this guy knows his shit like if i didn't try that yeah I'd be spitting the hook over the verse yeah for sure <laughs> now i've definitely learned more about like now when i listen to a song i can like i can like dissect it you know how you can dissect beats when yeah. you listen to someone's instrumental I can yeah, do definitely. that with like, you know, whatever's on radio. I'm like, oh yeah, you did that or you use that effect or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I try to only work with people I like as well because otherwise it's like, I've had it before where when I was first setting up, I'd just record anyone. Mm. And then I'm like, fucking hell, this is turning into a job in it. I don't want to do this. Like, yeah, I don't want yeah. to feel like I'm involved and I, you know, no disrespect to the guys or whatever, but I, I just want to feel like I'm more hands-on. So I try to yeah, just keep yeah. people I like as in like artist-wise. Um, would you ever get in your like personal space as well when they're in the studio it's like i don't know maybe your personalities just clash off for whatever reason you don't want to spend an hour like one-on-one -on -one with this person so i <laughs> yeah, completely yeah. get that <laughs> you can get that you pick that up on along the way you know some people just carry a bad vibe yeah and i'm just like yeah it don't feel like but um along with that you get to um you get to do like cook-ups so like you know because artists are coming through and then like a lot of people don't know how to make beats so when i tell them to make beats I'm yeah. like, oh like you free for a bit and then we're like we can cook up something from scratch and that's like now becoming my favorite thing where like arts will come through and um there's no outcome we're not thinking of anything we're just going whatever comes yeah in. um and that's when like the best music's been made that's sick i did that with um uh mogulis daily doppy oh did you yeah yeah um like that's crazy i just showed him like it was like a rough draft and i was like what do you think to this sample and he was like yo do it <laughs> he was like do it <laughs> so i just carried on and then like yeah. he was writing as I was making the beat. Um, and then, I don't know, it's just like a nice feeling. It's like an organic feeling. So like in that time, yeah. you made a banger. Like I bet, that, I bet that felt better than getting a, like let's say even like a bigger placement that you've done just over the internet. You know what I mean? Mm. Like maybe you've just like sent beats to. I bet that because like, you've like built that together from scratch, I bet that it was more rewarding in a way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then now, now I look back, bro, I can, um, you know, sometimes when I've just sent the beat, and I've just realized the engineer is not like, he's not done nothing. He's just like 
he just put the beat yeah, on yeah. as one, like one channel and then not done any, like, like anything being like cuts and stuff. Like you could have changed out, you could have added this. Um, oh, yeah. So like now what I do now, if I'm, if I'm sending beats out, I tell them like, yo, I mix as well. So like, if you want me to have a go at mixing it first. Yeah. Cause you know, everyone's got their engineer, which is cool, but I'm just like, let me just try it. And cause you might like my version. And if they don't, they don't, but like at least you've had a go, right? Yeah. Yeah. I bet as an engineer, you hate when a different engineer touches your song. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if someone takes a beat from you and another engineer mixes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I can hear what he's done or he's like, he's missed that bit and I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah, luckily I only mix my own stuff for now unless it's like a really big artist. But then yeah. I always feel like if they're really big, they've got a good engineer in it. They must have a good engineer. Quite, yeah. I was yeah. going to ask you before, brother, like what do you think about setting up a studio? I've thought about it because... Um, there's like, cause what I've got now is just in my house. There's only like so many people you can ask to come to the crib. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. don't want any, anyone pulling up there. Um, but it's just, it depends like what I want to do because I feel like if I set up a studio, a lot of my time would be spent like recording people. I don't think I'd set one up to like engineer people because then I just wouldn't have the time for it because my main focus is like content creation basically. Yeah, sure. Um, I just wouldn't have the time to do it. I think it would be beneficial to like have a, some kind of like central place to be like, you know, like someone can come over if they need to, even if it's just other producers coming to cook up. Um, but yeah, I, d I don't know. At the same time, I kind of like the comfort of my own home as well. Like, yeah, no, I guess it's just calm here. I, get I don't have to do no commuting. Um, it's just more relaxing. I kind of like the environment. Some people hate working from home because they're like, nah, I spend all day at home, but I don't mind it. I'm no, just chilling yeah. in my slippers. If I want some food, I just go down and get some food. Like, I think because I was from like working and commuting and stuff. Yeah. To having like a somewhere to go to for work. Yeah. When I eventually transitioned into like just being at home, I feel like you get more of your life back. Yeah. Because yeah. just for that exact reason, like commuting and shit, everything's just like right here. But I don't know. I feel like at some point I'm I'm gonna have to like just get like a bigger spot and get a yeah. proper studio set up. But I'm I'm not in any rush to do it. You're right though, that's the only bad thing. It just takes it away from production a bit because Yeah. I mean if I'm doing sessions all day, I've not got time to make beats. So by the time you get home, like you, you your your ears are fried, like you can't make beats now, innit? Yeah, of uh, course. So what I've started to do is just like have designated days for studio as an I recording yeah. artist and then designated days for production. Oh dear. Like, yeah, yeah. And then like if I don't if I make beats and they don't come out the way I want, it doesn't matter. I'll just wait till the next time. You know yeah yeah you you weren't doing that constantly were you because i'm sure before you were just like engineering pretty much every day i yeah, remember yeah. you saying that you didn't really have any time to make beats so you've actually set some days aside now yeah because what happens is like i asked to come in to the studio mm. and like yo you got any beats yeah i'm like fuck i haven't <laughs> i haven't yeah, actually yeah. got any in it um yeah so i i didn't like that and i didn't i didn't want to just be known as an engineer like you know, and some people are shocked. They're like, oh, you make beats as well. I'm like, mate, I've been doing this for ages. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's like, my own fault. To be your producer, like engineering was like second for you. Yeah, no, for sure. I think now I've done that much engineering, I'm at a space where I, cool, I can do a bit of both. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I did have that year of just like a full year of engineering artist. I'm glad I did oh, it yeah. though, because then I put my hours in of like just learning. Yeah, yeah. Of like, you know, how to, how to make vocal sound good or whatever. No, 100%. That makes sense. How did, um, I think I asked you this before, but cause I saw you in a picture with K Coke. How did that session come about? Um, that was just a mutual friend, brother. Um, yeah. Yeah. Someone I met, um, someone I met on holiday, believe it or not. Um, oh, sick. we was in, um, somewhere in Greece. 
and uh, we just got talking. And then he was, you know, he's pretty good at networking with people. And um, I've just always kept in contact with him. And I think mm. he's from Birmingham. He manages a few artists in Birmingham. Um, and then he was like, yo, I've got this, I'm going to go check Kate Coke. And like, I've shown him some of your beats. And, you know, he, he likes your sound or whatever. So like, do you want to go yeah. up and just have a session with him? Um, That's hard. And, yeah, it was sick. Went up, just like chopped it up with him. Just like cooked up some beats and whatever. Um, but yeah, like I think when you get to like a K Coke stage, you got to remember like anyone, and like anyone can use your track or or like as in like use your beat. Yeah. But like pointing it out is a whole other thing. So like they've got like loads of songs they've recorded, but it doesn't mean like they're all coming out. Oh, of course. Um, Especially so, him because he doesn't release like that much, does he? No, no. But like he's got loads of songs. Like the yeah, yeah. Stuff he showed me, I was like, yo, why have you not put this out? Yeah. Uh, but then like yeah, I mean, it's hard like, not to get too excited because. You might think when someone comes in for a session, that's a guaranteed placement. It's like, this is happening, but you've probably just learned over time, haven't you, that it's not always the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like you learn that from uh, placements or like somebody will be like, yo, I've used your beat, but I'm not sure if I'm putting it out. And it's cool. Yeah. It's fine. It's not, I don't think it's a big thing. Or yeah, like, yeah. you know, artists I record, some of them have got like 20 songs in the archive and I'm like, yo, bro, yeah. put some of these out, man. But then in the head, I get it. They're like, nah, it's not ready yet. Or I don't want to do it yet. So yeah, like, yeah. You can imagine like a big artist will probably have like 50, 60 songs just sat there. Oh, of course, if they're working on an album especially. Yeah, 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 for like, sure. They must make like hundreds of songs and then pick like 10 to 15 for the album. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But yeah, uh, I've just got to that point now, even like um, just sending beats out. I don't mind if like they like the beat, but it's not getting used. It's like whatever, it's fine. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do, do you think um, like... Not for new producers, but maybe someone that's looking for more placements or to get into production properly. Do you think, would you recommend that they're looking to get in a studio and maybe running sessions, recording people? Do you think that's a good move as a producer? Let's say they're not really trying to be like engineer, but they're just kind of doing it to pay some bills. Uh, that's a good question, bro. Um, yeah, I think so. I think like if you just want like um, a steady income, and like mm. say like your beats aren't selling as fast as you want them to or whatever. I think yeah, yeah just having a studio because uh, it kind of, it's kind of best of both. Like like you said, like you know with artists coming, I can I can still sell them beats when they come if I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Or we could just cook up and just, even then from that song, you never know that song can take off. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, but I think only if it makes sense. I mean, like if you're already like strapped for cash, there's no point. You're like you're renting somewhere out. <laughs> and trying to yeah, yeah. set up a base <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like or if like you, somebody offers you a, a cheap spot and it can be a place where you can make beats all you got to do is just stick a microphone there and you know what I'm saying yeah. you can start from that and just charge people like the bare minimum just to get you going yeah that um, makes sense I suppose at least if people do find a way to like engineer full time and make a living off it then at least they're in a music environment and they're going to be learning shit along the way compared to if they were just doing like a, a job they weren't bothered about yeah. You know, like you said, you're with an artist all the time. You learn how to create that space in the beat. You learn how to mix. So obviously the mix of your beats is going to be better. So yeah, I can sure. definitely see it being beneficial. I do enjoy it. It's weird. I, don't, I can't explain it. It's like, yeah. um, it's like, it's still producing, but it's not. It's like, um, I can't really put my like, finger on it, but. I know what you're saying though. Like, you know, when somebody sends me like dry stems with no effects and just the beat. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. I know what I can do to this. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's almost like you found a sample. Like you know, if you find a good sample, you know in your head what you're gonna do to it, right? Yeah, of course. So it's, it's that like kind that. Of you yeah, see yeah. Envision straight away. Yeah, yeah. Or then much. go. 
pretty much, brother. Yeah. You know, when you when you're making beats, do you actually do much processing to them? Not like creative effects, but in terms of like mixing, like are you pulling up like compressors and everything, or is it literally just choosing good sounds yeah. and having a soft oh, no. clipper on the master? Bro, I don't, you know, I used to though. I used to stack like compressors up all the time on like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then as as I went on, I think YouTube helped me to be fair. I watched a lot of tutorials and a lot, most people just have an EQ. They probably just EQ yeah. or like this, you know, the soft clipper on Fruity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like majority of the time now, I've probably only got like EQs on everything. And then I've probably only got like a multi-band compressor on the stereo output on the master channel. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I had that phase of just like, just putting stupid effects. It was just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. effects and stuff. Everyone does um, it, innit? There are some good compressors, ones. Compressors, everything. I bet you've got some some good ones though. You know, like that can like make your eight oh eight sound fatter and stuff. And you know what? I I do. Like I was like a plugin junkie at one point. I thought oh, if I just had these better plugins, I can get my beat sounding better. And I was just getting everything, just spending a a lot of money on plugins. But really, as long as you just pick like a good sound to start off with, you don't you don't really have to do anything to it. Especially for a drill and trap, because all the sounds are electronic, aren't they? It's all like yeah. synthesized sounds in a way. It's not like boom bat beats where it's like live drum samples. They're all like processed sounds. Yeah, so sure. I, when I'm when I'm actually like making a drum kit, that's when I do all my processing. I love like compressors, like you know, just everything like saturation. But then once I've made that kit, I'm not gonna then like apply the same effects because I've already done it to get it sounding a certain way. Yeah, so I'm sure. the same. I'll just have like EQs on like the melody and like not even much to the drums. It's literally just like leveling and and then um I use the classic clipper rather than rather than the soft clipper. Oh, that's only because it's got a, a input gain on it. The soft clipper doesn't, does it? But that's not like the only difference, really. No. No, no, it makes sense. Yeah, that's a good, another good point that you made, bro. You know, if you pick, like, a good kit, if you've already got a good sound kit or drum kit, I mean, yeah, you don't need to do much, do you, to the sound, really? Yeah, of course. Like, it's already been so when, when you, um, obviously, because when you've got someone and you, you've made them a beat when you're exporting it, do you, how do you export it? Do you have, um, do you export it with, like, the clipper on or do you bring everything down and export it low? Oh, you mean if you know, it's like a meat, a session? If it's meat just like artist. the beat before you bring it, yeah. Bef say like you're making a beat with an artist, right? Um, do you, like before the artist is recording to it, I'm guessing you export the beat from FL and then you bring it into Pro Tools or whatever you use. But when you're exporting it from FL, do you like bring all the levels down so like nothing's clipping or do you still just kind of have that like clip sound with this off clipper okay, and then yeah. just bring that full version into it, into the uh, session, if that makes sense? No, no, it makes sense, bro. Yeah, I try to keep out of the red mark. So if anything, um, I'll just put like all my EQs on on the single channels, but on the master, um, I'll just leave like loads of headroom. I think that's important. I think producers yeah, yeah. forget to do that. You know, everyone just turns their beat up dead loud. And I think yeah. like for some stuff, it's I get it. Like on YouTube, you want your beat to be heard properly. But like yeah. in sessions, it's just like you don't realize the beats are just distorted. And like yeah, it keeps yeah. it too squashed because then I've got to now compress again your squash beat. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. with his vocals. True. But um, do you notice I, that a lot then when people are just bringing beats in that everything is just like mad squashed and there's just no room to work with? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the time. Um, even like yeah. if they purchase leases, um, it's like the, the 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 sound is like maxed out. So like the kick and the bass is maxed out. You can see that, you know, in the wave yeah. file where there's no space. It's all like a square room. or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like it's fine, but then it's probably not going to get the best sound. It's better when somebody gives me some beat stems. So like when right. I get them, um, then I have more control. Then I can like, oh, the bass is way too loud. I can turn the bass down or whatever. 
But Got yeah, for any advice, if you send the stems to someone to like for any of the producers, I just probably turn everything down. I think people make the mistake of like turning everything up. Yeah. Uh, but turn, you know what I'm saying? You'd rather turn that that one sound down and turn everything down with it than turn everything up. Yeah, for okay, sure. yeah. I can't lie, because I, like, for, for like me personally, because most of my beats are just going on like YouTube and like for tutorials and stuff, I just keep everything like up high and I just have a clipper <laughs> on it and I just get it like smacking. <laughs> but then there has been, there have been times where I've like sent beats out and then I've, or I've even like tried to mix someone's vocals on top of one of my beats that has just been like, that maxed out version and you're right when it gets to that end stage like the mastering stage you're like shit i've got once you add like a compressor or anything to that master chain then it just sounds nasty don't it because you've already got that like clipped kick but then you're compressing it again and it just sounds all like boxy and shit doesn't it it does yeah and there's like there's not much room for the vocals in it yeah um, which which i think people forget but yeah you can't win because you do like you don't want a quiet beat on youtube like you can't have it yeah yeah they're quiet but then i also think if that artist wants to properly invest he should buy the stems yeah that's true because i suppose that's artists. like one thing that like a producer could say is like an upsell point it's like yeah you pay less for the mp3 version because the end result isn't going to be as good as it could be with the stems it's yeah. like a selling point in it yeah for sure and like, obviously i know like I was going to say all the big artists, they always ask for the stems up front. Like they want the stems straight away. Yeah. Um, like, cause they need, they want, you know what I'm saying? Cause they know like I can't mix just one, a one track channel or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Obviously they've probably got a budget to do that. But like, if you feel like, yo, this song could be the one, it's worth just investing a bit into it, isn't it? Oh, hundred percent. Definitely. What kind of stuff are you adding to, um, like, uh, what, do, what does your vocal chain look like? You know, when you've got artists recording, Oh, I can't mixing beats is one bro. thing, but then mixing like vocals is a whole other thing, isn't it? I can't give everything. I'll give some though. I'll give some. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, again, I had a habit of like stacking compressors, which um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I learned it was just squashing the sound too much. So even then, I still think if you just have a like one or two good compressors, you don't have to go crazy with it. Uh, yeah. I think a good EQ for sure. You need a good EQ. Um, I always have like a noise gate on, which cuts out like you know the background noise and. Yeah, yeah. And, and the noise bleeds from the headphones. Um, what else would I have? A really good plugin I like is um, the Waves Real Time Auto Tune. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so that sick. That's like, yeah, that's literally when when they're in the booth, they can hear themselves how it's going to sound straight away. Yeah. Um, that's a good. Oh, so do you have that like that vocal chain like tracked to the headphones, or do you have a separate one for that? Yeah, track. What I do, I've saved. Um, I use Logic, so on Logic, I've saved yeah. all. I've saved like, um, so if so-and-so wants auto-tune, I'll just create right. an auto-tune uh, channel. Uh, sorry, oh, no, so like they channel can hear strip. it as a, re as a recording. Yeah, yeah. So they'll hear it as, yeah, like off the fly. Um, That's it. Which is good, really, because then it kind of helps them to sing a certain way to to get to that point. Yeah, what else yeah. do I use? Probably? I use um, I use a lot of FabFilter stuff. I don't know if you've heard of FabFilter. Yeah, yeah. I just got their stuff recently. I was using the EQ for a while, but then I just got their other stuff as well sick yeah they've got some like uh the drs yeah i use a ds and uh, the eq's yeah. got as well and they've got like some good compressors and stuff um but yeah i say to anyone just like try not to overdo it with compressors man just just find a good yeah. one and just tweak it got you all right bro yo i don't want to keep you any longer because i know it's been going on for a while and no, no, it's been um, good man oh time's flown time's flown bro. yeah that's what i read mean. i was looking at it. i didn't know if you had somewhere to be so i didn't want to keep you on too long no, nah, no, nah, it's all good. Um, brother, thank you for having me, man. It was a while overdue, I guess. Oh, 100%. Well, yo, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day and just, just let everyone know where they can find you as well. 
uh, yeah, you can find me on um, any social media uh, account. It will be just forward slash Prince and then Baza B-A-Z-A. Uh, but yeah, cool. I mainly use like Insta and like Twitter. So just hit me up on there.